0: Zoom courses and workshops and talks in theatre over the last ten months have kept me going, have kept me writing. These have largely been with the Theatre Royal Norwich, Stage 2, and London Playwrights Workshop. Though I have an ancient MA in drama, returning to the dynamics and craft elements of playwriting has been hugely helpful structure, form, narrative, plot, characterization, dialogue and more. And then, of course, in studying modern and contemporary playwrights, some of those craft elements are stood on their head. There have been specific workshops too, monologue, clowning, songwriting, spoken word, comedy, poetry, Shakespeare's sonnets, writing the abstract for theatre, writing for Zoom, writing for audio and radio. I've thereby treated the last year as a sort of university course and I'm still loving it. By the end of 2021, I'm planning to have six plays completed in their first draft, at least though one is about to go through its fourth draft. I think of longer plays running for at least 45 minutes for radio and 60 minutes for the stage. Together with some shorter plays of 10 to 15 minutes, this is my output. In 2022, I hope to write longer plays of up to 120 minutes plus, but I'll have to build up to that. Also, over the rest of the year, I'm involved in five performance projects, and three of them may be wholly live, real-life events. But we'll have to wait and see. Sunday. In plays, we do, of course, show rather than tell. We view and hear the world created on stage through action and inaction. Often, the psychology of characters lies beneath what is seen and heard. We see the consequences of their thoughts and emotions. Traditionally, the depths of an individual's psychology may be brought to the surface through soliloquies and monologues. These asides can throw new light on a character, on their past, on their desires and their nightmares. Sometimes these open skulls speak their minds through poetry or song or, more simply, through a change in form, register and diction and temperament. Certainly, there is focus on the eye of the speaker. However, with some very important exceptions, the monologue or soliloquy within the context of a play has to end to rejoin the reality hitherto created on the stage. Of course, the brilliant Sarah Kane has broken and upended this traditional plotting, where there's more than one voice in the mind and actions on stage may be the open skull itself. Yet, on stage, we don't reflect in the way poetry can be reflective. A lot of poetry touches on the concept of loss, from the passing of time to cultural uncertainty, from loss in death to life's upheavals, from a train of thought passing to lost love. Whether it is dressed up as a metaphor or is a reality. Loss on stage is usually a scene event, a body, a betrayal, a suicide. This event, whether an argument or the toppling of a king, is in the moment. Even Samuel Beckett's Not I short monologue is an event, a single mouth speaking out of the blackness at breakneck speed. She doesn't tell a story, Yet, through her utterances, we both experience, we see her separation, her distance and alienation, as well as hearing it. Monday. I was looking back to the early Silent Witness episodes over the weekend. What I really like here is the notion of a pathologist piecing together the clues of a murder. Not that I have a thing for murder, of course. Yet it seems to me the pathologist is a brilliant go-between. The pathologist takes past events which have been purposefully hidden and unravels the truth in the present. Like the archaeologist, she is a truth-teller, using every scientific means at her disposal to uncover truths dormant in the past. More importantly for me she is akin to an historian in our present age right-wingers want to paint a specific fictional story about british history and empire to succeed in their endeavors they have increasingly dumbed down history through cultural platforms cut university history courses and impose their views of history on the national curriculum All history is social history. Nothing of history is preserved on the top table. Every facet of British history involves exploitation and oppression, and what those in power detest most is that we'll see through the emperor's clothes. There are silent witnesses throughout our history, and we need to hear them. Tuesday The political and industrial risings of 1968 had its greatest effect in the arts on British theatre. There was an explosion in political theatre. Not only can theatre be a great medium to highlight arguments at a time when ideologies are being contested, theatre provides a platform for history. Trevor Griffiths Howard Brenton, David Hare and Carol Churchill, to name but a few, wrote amazing plays about specific moments in history, illuminating issues and debates which were of contemporary importance. The political theatre of 1968 should never be glossed over or viewed as an aberration in the development of the art. Its influence resonated right through to the end of the 1980s and certainly shaped TV drama. I would love to be able to write history plays, but one needs to undertake research, masses and masses of research. And this would either mean spending a lot of time in the records record offices or the British Library, and I've not got the time nor the money. More importantly, given my background in visual art and poetry, The basis on which I write is quite abstract anyway, however specific the concrete reality of my subject is. I want to quicken exchanges between characters, if possible, or lead them swiftly into actions on stage. I'm always and forever impatient. This is my excuse anyway. Wednesday. I'm contemplating acting. I would have liked to have been an actor, but... Nerves just render me into a crumpled heap. My favourite actor, well, the older she gets, the greater she gets, Vanessa Redgrave. Yet my favourite actor, for today anyway, is someone from a bygone age now. Max Wall, 1908 to 1990. After his show, Aspects of Max Wall... Back in 1984 or 1985, I was lucky enough to stand at the bar with the great man. For me, he was the only clown I really enjoyed, but he was a great actor too, with late career roles in Beckett's Waiting for Godot and Crap's Last Tape. At the bar, the last thing he wanted to talk about was his career or the theatre or anything, Max revelled in all the boxers and wrestlers he had met and seen in action. He recounted their lives, these fighters and all their knockouts and submissions as if we were there, in the moment. This was a masterclass in acting.